Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch the great Muppet caper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. And I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we're very happy to have a return guest back with us from last week. Introduce yourself, please, uh, return guest. Hi, my name is Jennifer Garland, and I'm the co-editor of two books about Jim Henson and the Muppets and Jim Henson's Films and Works. Thank you so much for uh, coming back to join us again. No problem. Glad to be here. And uh, today we are watching minutes 13 and 14 of The Great Muppet Caper, in which Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo arrive at the Happiness Hotel, and the staff and residents of the Happiness Hotel start singing the song Happiness Hotel. Uh, we start with the Muppets getting thrown out of their, their bus because it's their bus stop, uh, and they, they crash land on the sidewalk across from the Happiness Hotel. Um, Kermit comments on what a terrible crash landing it was, and Gonzo says they'll just have to do it again. Gonzo is such a, like, he, he just loves anything painful and dangerous in this movie. He's always well, a masochist, yeah. Right, but this one, I mean, I feel like even, like, on the show he talks about his art, you know, a lot. Right. And in the Muppet movie, he mostly talks about plumbing. And <laughs> in this one, he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, pain. Oh, blacking out. Oh, you know, like constantly. It's great. Yeah, they, they just had to come up with something for him to do <laughs> or talk about. But, I, but you know, there is I, that, that episode, the John Cleese episode in the Muppet show where he gets his arms pulled out by the cannonball. And then John Cleese is trying to pull them back and keeps <laughs> pulling him. So, I mean, that's. Right. That really ties in with Mupp- with 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 Gonzo's yearning for pain. On yeah, the he's, he's yeah. into it. Yeah, that he has a very different tolerance for pain from everybody else. And right. and then of course definitely. you know John Cleese is in this movie, so it ties in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I was gonna say I love the absolutely brutal, just like <laughs> thud sound effect as they hit the sidewalk. Oh yeah, yeah. Really Ryan said it. it was their bus stop, but the bus does not stop. Yeah, they just get thrown out well, of the that, bus. Yeah, just like the plane. So right, um, but I feel like that. Like we talked about how this movie feels a lot more artificial than the Muppet movie, but that sound effect might be the most realistic thing in this <laughs> mostly not realistic movie. Like it's just, boom, and Kermit. Kermit even says that, that was terrible. Like right. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, like you say, it's a setup for Gonzo to say, no, it was great, whatever. But. So now I want you to keep an eye out and see if there's anything else in the rest of this movie that feels as realistic as that that I've, sound effect. I feel like they have broken bones. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, and, and speaking of things feeling real or artificial, it's there's a cool little sort of puppet filmmaking trick when we see them on the sidewalk across the street from the hotel of this this has to be filmed in a studio where the puppeteers are sticking their hands up through the fake sidewalk. But then when we see what they're looking at across the street, that's a, a real exterior location of this, uh, this building in London. Oh yeah. So just one of those things that you don't notice until you've seen this movie as many times as we have. Sure. Um, this building is still there in London. It's at 134 Westbourne Terrace. So if anyone out there is listening in London, uh, go by and take a picture of yourself in front of the Happiness Hotel. So then, oh, the, I, we should also mention Fozzie's line. If that's the Happiness Hotel, I'd hate to see what the sad one looks like. <laughs> Which was probably my brother's favorite line in this. As a it's kid. a great joke. Like, my younger brother, he would talk about that a lot. Like, you bring up, bring up a keeper. That's, that's the one. Yeah, I mean, and just the 
the the fact that the name of the hotel itself is a joke. All right. Very clever. Uh, the inside of the hotel is shabby too. As they uh, go inside, um, we see how worn down and dilapidated everything is. Um, th- there's this thing when they when they go inside, we hear snoring. Well, back then... up a bit. Back up. But you went inside, but you didn't. You didn't check the joke about where the hotel is. The sign outside the hotel says it's cheap side. <laughs> oh, is that a street sign? There's a street sign outside the hotel. It says Cheapside. Cheapside is a real street in London. It is not cheap. Um, it was. It's a major market area. It was for, for hundreds of years, one of the major produce markets in London. But it's actually in the city of London. You know, the, the city is the tiny little most expensive part of the greater London area. So Cheapside is nothing cheap. It's It wasn't cheap then. It's not cheap now. Um, but it's such a great joke to say that the hotel is on the cheap side. Um, yeah. They couldn't resist it. So the, the sign outside says Cheapside, which is not where this hotel is, and it wouldn't be free if it was. Uh, <laughs> but it's such a great little punny joke. They just had to have it. That's wonderful. <laughs> I That is, yeah, that's, that's remarkable. I never really gave that sign a second thought. I I just thought, I don't know, cheap side meant it's a really cheap hotel, but that's why. Wow, no, really it's, cool. it's a real place in London. And it, it's, it's funny because every time I see the outside of the happiness hotel, it reminds me of this youth hostel that was next to a cheap hotel where I stayed in London many years ago. And hmm. like, we actually called the youth hostel, the happiness hotel the week we Aww. were staying there. <laughs> the we would look hostel. over. Yeah. There would be all of these sort of hairy bohemian college students with backpacks and uh. the, the heavy reek of pot smoke <laughs> wafting out the windows and all these sort of bedraggled flags. And um, it was just really funky. It really put the O in Bohemian, you know, it was just an <laughs> amazing location. And our hotel was not a lot better because we were younger and, and pretty broke too. And it was just, every time I see the happiness hotel, I remember that trip and what, what it was like to walk out every morning and just see these stone college student tourists kind of lying in the open windows of this youth hostel. Wow. And I would think the Muppets are probably in there somewhere. <laughs> They're probably staying in this very place. You know, that uh, also makes me wonder what the Happiness Hotel smells like, which is not something I Well, if you can learn to stand and, the smell, yeah. um, it's a pretty good place. So Yeah, like what exactly is that smell? Probably would rather not think about it. Body odor and patchouli. Um. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, so now you can go inside, but I, I just had that? to back us up because of that <laughs> no, cheap side joke, which made me laugh uh, when I saw it in the film. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, that's great. Yeah. So this thing when they walk in, there's a shot of the lobby, and there's a chair with what I think is just like a long, like a sort of a large oblong pillow. Mm-hmm. And we were hearing the snoring, which turns out to be pops. But for a long time, when I was a kid, I thought that the, the thing on the chair was a Muppet dog and that the dog was snoring. Yeah, it's hard to tell. You, you don't get a really good look at this lumpy, fuzzy thing. And you think, well, surely that's another character over there. Right. You just but kind you... of assume it would be. It looks like it kind of has a, a bulbous nose and kind of wrinkles <laughs> yeah. where the eyes would be. So. so what so what you're saying is that if you're making a movie where all, most of the characters are fuzzy, you don't want to leave fuzzy objects laying around. Right. Don't leave anything that looks confusing. like it could be a Muppet if no, it's not a no. Muppet. Because it, you expect it to grow eyes and start dancing around. 
Yes, Great. and then I'm disappointed when it doesn't. Or eat the Muppet newscast guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's not a pillow snoring. It's Pops. Uh, and, and who this, is Pops, Ryan? Who is Pops? Because this is, as far as I know, the the film debut of Pops. Uh, Pops, well, it's definitely his film debut because he didn't exist until season five of The Muppet Show. Right, right. And so, the Muppet movie came out during season three. Yeah, so he's a later addition to the, the cast of The Muppet Show. Uh, in the fifth season, it's only, yeah, only the fifth season. He um, yeah. serves a somewhat similar role to what he's doing here, where he's kind of the doorman at the Muppet Theater who greets the guest stars when they come in, although he generally doesn't know who any of them are. And uh, yeah, so it's it's fun to see him here kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, the like, whole interior of the hotel just sort of becomes a grungier version of the Muppet Theater, where I you have so. the whole the whole cast basically is holed up in this joint, and Pops kind of being the gatekeeper there, the 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 desk clerk. You kind of feel like, oh, now we're on familiar territory. This is the the environment of the show, right. and so then you're not surprised to see all of these different characters popping in and out of the doors and singing. Well, right. And they can well, break into a music, num- musical number at any time. Exactly. Well, and that's what I think is, is remarkable is that in the Muppet movie, we very methodically meet the characters one by one. You know, it's like, yeah, here's Fozzie. Each Bear. One is, yeah, yeah. They're introduced very intentionally. Right. Whereas here, it's just kind of like, Hey, look, everybody Ralph's in the frame. Like, right. It's like, is yeah, that Wayne and Wanda in the background? Yeah. You, know, you <laughs> right, just have right. all of these different characters. And Sam, yeah. you know, is there for some reason. Right. Yeah. Yes. Why is he staying here? This seems like the last place on earth right. that well, he would used to stay. Well, it's, <laughs> well, it's cheap. I guess. Well, and that's and that's a joke that they give him in uh, Muppet Family Christmas when they're all at Fozzie's mom's house. And Sam's first line in that special is, why am I here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he could have definitely had the same line here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the jug band are there. They're so, it's great. It's so great to see all these people. And yeah, very not there. English. The, they're not right. English characters inside the Happiness Hotel. Right, right, yeah. So everyone is very excited that someone is actually checking into the hotel, which which causes them to uh, go into the song. Um, and it, yeah, it's it's a very, it just sounds like a, there's a lot of banjo. It's it's sort of country flavored. It does not sound like a song that you would expect to hear when you arrive in, in London. Right. But it's such an earworm. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Well, the Happiness Hotel is is an insidious earworm. Once you sure. watch the movie again, you will sing Happiness Hotel for the next two weeks. <laughs> so be warned if you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, and it's funny. Well, the lyrics are pretty much just all about how terrible how terrible it is, <laughs> and yet it's friendly and accessible. And they yes, love they it welcome in spite everyone. Of all yes. problems. Yeah, right. Well, and I love like Pops gets to sing lead at the beginning. And Jerry Nelson is so great at this kind of countryish stuff that it would be a shame if it was a more, you know, traditional show tune or something. Mm, that's true. Because I feel like it's like Jerry Nelson in his element, you know? Yes. It does have that Bremen town musicians, folksy twang quality to it. Yeah. 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 Was... How are y'all fixing to pay? You're like, right. <laughs> which which I love that sneak out in the middle of the night is one of the Very like, le- popular legitimate choice. options yeah. that they are offered. Well, let me ask you this though. Are you have you heard the word fixin' used in that context before? Constantly. I live in the deep south. <laughs> right. Well, so uh, growing up in Texas, I, I heard fixin' as usually something that's about to happen right like right away. 
as in, yeah, I, like, I thought, where... I thought, I mean, you're going to pay now, but... Uh... Right, like, uh, it's fixing to rain, you, when you would say when it's thunder outside, or, like... I'm fixing we're to fixing eat. To, yes, exactly, we're fixing to eat supper. <laughs> we're always the, fixing to eat. Around. Right, when the food is on the table, you say it when it's about to happen, but how are you well, fixing to pay seems strange to me, because they're, well, they're going to pay later. They're going to pay when they well, check out. Well, they're out not going to pay later, they're going right. to sneak so, out in the middle of the night. I never thought about it, because, unlike you two, I'm from North Dakota. Right. So we don't. They don't say we, fixing to. We don't. We we don't say fixing to. We, we say. So what are you just about to do? <laughs> just about always. I'm just about to go outside. You know. It, so, it's a it's a weird use of fixing, and yet it really locates pops regionally. In some right. Way. Sure. Yeah. So pops is not from North Dakota. But he could no, be from I, Alabama. Absolutely. There you um, go. So yeah, do you have any? Pretty much the rest of this is. Uh, Singing. Happiness Hotel, yeah. Do you have any favorite lyrics or favorite uh, moments? There's a lot of just little business going on with the characters. Uh, Jennifer, I'll start with you. I, the whole song, like I said, it's just it's so catchy, and I love the the rats, Rizzo and the bellhops. I think uh, this is Rizzo's movie debut, also. Yeah, well, yeah. It's it's not only Rizzo's movie debut. Steve Whitmire doesn't have any lines in the Muppet movie, so. True. So if you don't mind friendly animals and can learn to stand can the smell, understand the smell is Steve Whitmire's first line in a Muppet movie. Oh, that's a good trivia which, question. Which feels like a really big deal because he's yeah. like the he's like the future of the Muppets. I think you know at, at this time. I mean, yeah, he's still you know, kind he's, of the 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 new kid or at least the newish kid. Right. I mean, and Britain, you get that. You get another one of those little you know puppetry tricks where how are we seeing the rats run around and. Uh, you know, yeah, I love that stuff. I love those little scurrying legs. I guess I'm actually not sure how they do that. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. Is that remote? I think it's more robotics, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah it's pre- more it could remote be. controlled could, robotics yeah. then. Because then they have that one later where they're, after this scene ends where Rizzo and the other rats are carrying the bags. Right. And that's very clearly a, a remote controlled bit where they're in this, in this little row, right? And the, the way their legs move, it's kind of like the way you see them on the, the other Muppets on the bicycles. You know, they have that very yeah. regular motion to them true right huh. um, yeah I, I love the song i love how terrible the hotel is um <laughs> yeah well they're they're flies we we see uh pops swat a fly right in front of his customers which always seems like a lost opportunity for a kermit joke somehow oh interesting like <laughs> are like... you gonna eat that well you know in the first movie when we see kermit in the swamp at the beginning he is eating flies and we see jokes about him eating flies in other other places, and so then, when they enter the hotel, there's this fly. He's very noticeably noisy, and pops kills it, and it just kind of goes by without it. There's no frog fly joke. Yeah, and it just seems like there should have been. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's also kind of odd to me that if you look closely, there is a very small animated fly that pops. Yeah, up, it's which, very obviously animated. Yeah, it just seems unnecessary to me. We hear the sound and we can see him swatting, so we know what he's doing. Well, I think I think throughout the Great Muppet Caper, they take risks with the puppetry and with animation and with, with all these different techniques and all these different effects. And some of them pay off and some of them don't. And and the fly is just a tiny example of one that eh, doesn't quite work. Why did you yeah, do I that? Mean, it's, yeah, it's just kinda like whatever. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. they take much bigger risks on other things than that you know like the miss piggy suit stuff so uh yeah that's true 
I think that the whole movie, they're sort of testing the boundary. What can we get away with? What will look good on, on the big screen? How can we make this, you know, weird puppetry effect work or attempt to make it work? Because sometimes it just doesn't, doesn't look quite right, especially look at it now. You know, you go back and watch the older movies again. You can kind of see things that they tried and maybe should have thought twice about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's 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 cool that they were willing to try anything. Yeah, yeah, and they knew kids would let them get away with it anyway. You know. So. Yes. We were not right. going to be horribly critical. We were just happy to see the Muppets on the big screen. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, and then uh, I'm excited to see Gaffer the backstage cat. Yes. This. Another oh, yeah, yeah, Muppet making her motion picture debut. Actually, we talked about this recently. I think on the the Tough Pigs forum. Did we ever decide if Gaffer is male or female? I think that the no, no, because like the argument was made that in the song the cat came back, the or the cat is male, right? But I don't. No, that cat that, is female. She wouldn't cat stay is away. Fe- that yeah. cat is female, but that doesn't necessarily mean Gaffer is female, right? Like hmm. it's just the, the cat in the song, yeah. Yeah, I mean the cat's playing a role. Kathy Mullen is the performer, right? Um, who who is the woman, of course? But um, and and who we've already seen in this movie, riding in the taxi cab. I yes, we mentioned before Kathy Mullen, the uh, probably most prominently the performer of Moki and Cotterpen on Fraggle Rock. Right. So yeah, I, she, I always think of Gaffer as a, a female cat. Yeah, be, because of Kathy, probably. Right. Probably. Like yeah. if Dave Goals was playing that cat, you you default <laughs> to male, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But but anyways, Gaffer, great design, a cat wearing an eye patch, love that puppet. So uh dangerously close to that radiator, which you think is gonna pay off with her like screeching and running away, but that never happens. Cats, they really like to be warm. I guess that's what it is, yeah. My cat sleeps on the heating vent all day long. Huh. Your cat is a regular <laughs> it's, it's a totally realistic thing for Gaffer to do. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You have the proof. Yep. Um, there's, shortly after Gaffer's appearance, there's a shot that I love where it's, it's kind of down the hall of the hotel and, uh, Muppets just pop out of every doorway, every side of the frame. It's, I, I love it. Right. Well, like, I mean, like we talked, it's just, this movie is, they go into a hotel. I mean, what are, they go into a hotel and it is overflowing with Muppets all at once. There's, hey, there's Crazy Harry. Hey, there's a New Zealand. Hey, there's Lips. Right. This you scene, know, it's, it's Floyd, it's the chicken, Janice, Crazy Harry, Ralph Scooter, Lips, Dr. Teeth, New Zealand. Oh, and uh, Annie Sue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone. The whole, it's the everyone. whole Muppet Theater is there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had mm-hmm. I had mentioned earlier that um, in the, our last episode that everything about the Great Muppet Caver kind of calls back different old movie tropes and themes and uh has a lot of you know reworking that kind of thing i i don't think it's i don't think it's necessarily intentional but uh when i hear happiness hotel the number i think about honeymoon hotel uh from the from footlight parade uh from the 1930s to 1933 i have seen footlight parade but i don't remember and it's the same kind of thing where like the people go into the hotel and they sing about the hotel and they're all the people who are staying in the hotel um, only honeymoon hotel is all about having sex uh, <laughs> on your honeymoon <laughs> because Buzzfeed <laughs> Barclay seems to think that's a great idea. And uh, and happiness hotel is all about how terrible the hotel is. But 
but when they sing at the happiness hotel, I can kind of hear the echo of at the honeymoon hotel. So there's this, Hmm. and, and especially it comes back into my brain later when we're at the Dubonnet club, because that becomes such a 1930s kind of a musical, the Dubonnet club, everything about it, it could just have been lifted right out of a film from the thirties. Right. And so, so the honeymoon hotel number to me echoes uh, the happiness hotel number echoes honeymoon hotel in kind of a weird little brain twitchy way and i have no idea if that was a conscious thing or if it's just the way in which old movies kind of permeate great muppet caper yeah it might have just been there uh, on their brains somehow yeah i don't know i guess maybe only joe raposo could have told us (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's cool sounds like i gotta watch no unfortunately but it sounds like I got to watch Footlight Parade again. You can watch all of Busby Berkeley again. It's good. I really good should, movie. yeah. I should go back to all those. There's um, a reason they made yeah. those movies during the Depression. Yeah. Sure, yeah. 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 Uh, so that's, that just about wraps it up. There's a shot at the end with uh, Kermit about to ask Ralph a question, which is fun because it's Jim Henson talking to Jim Henson. <laughs> but uh, that gets cut off, so we don't know what, he, what the question is uh, until next week. So do yeah, either of you have... What's that? That's the end of the our, our bit for today. That's the so. end of our clip, yeah. So do you have any other comments on these minutes? Uh, Jennifer, starting with you. I just, I'm so impressed at how terrible the hotel is that it's, <laughs> it is like a youth hostel, but <laughs> as it, it's a post-apocalyptic youth hostel. Yeah. <laughs> that is just the, the worst, the pits. And I just really enjoy seeing how terrible it is every time they get to it. And that I think the bus terminal would have been the more hygienic choice. I think a post-apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic youth hostel, <laughs> hostel needs to be the title of this episode. Okay. When, well, when actually, we that it. reminds me. I, I didn't write this down in my notes, but uh, in that, that uh, draft of the screenplay, it's described as, the hotel is described as looking like something from London after the Blitz. Oh, oh which well, is a little go. bit yeah. insensitive, perhaps. Yeah, uh, it's but dark. yeah, but it, well, it does in kinda, reality, the real cheap side was heavily damaged in the Blitz, and a lot of it was rebuilt afterwards. So, if the Happiness Hotel really was on cheap side, uh, then it would have been heavily damaged in the Blitz. So, this might be historically accurate. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, all well, right, Anthony. Did you have anything else? Just there's a bit of business. Um, when pop is when pop yep good when pops is talking to them about price uh how are you fixing to pay he slaps the table and makes a lamp knock off the table like fall and he looks over at it and he looks (laughs) down at it and keeps talking i think that's a great touch i love all those little tiny little tiny moments like that right and and then he decides he doesn't care and starts dancing like (laughs) it's such a great little character thing and I don't know if it was unintentional or what, but it, anyway, it, it really works. Yeah, it's terrific. Also, it also kind of mirrors the earlier scene with Mr. Tarkanian, where every time he slaps his table, things are flying off. Everybody That's jumps true. up. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the whole like, staff room jumps. Jumps, right. So there's just a lot of table slapping and making things move. The, yeah, the filmmakers smooth. are just going the extra mile. Why just slap a table? Why not have? Why not slap a table and have something fall or fly off of it? Right. Oh, oh, absolutely. Co-signed 100%. We're getting our bang, the the bang for our buck here. (laughs) All right. And with that, 
we will wrap up for this week. Uh, listeners, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, and all of those things. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this. In addition to all the usual great stuff that we do, uh, we're right in the middle of reviewing every season of Sesame Street. Cool. So that's exciting. You should go read all of those. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe, and Anthony is on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. Jennifer, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Jennifer Garland, G-A-R-L-E-N. That's I use my real name on Twitter because I'm a crazy person that way. Uh-huh. And I also have a classic movie blog called Virtual Virago. So definitely check that out. And uh, if you're so inclined, please give us a positive review on iTunes or wherever else you can give us a positive review and tell all your friends about the show. And join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. See you then. Very popular choice. <laughs> <laughs>